Hey everybody and welcome back to the BC Bucket Podcast, the official podcast for Briarcliff University Basketball. This is Matt Gall, joined here by head coach Mark Sfigera, up in the coach's offices at the Newman Flanagan Center. And uh, coach, you know, unfortunately this is the, the last episode where we're going to be talking about games from the year, but, you know, on the flip side of that, we're talking about two wins and... You know, we've talked a lot about taking whatever positive you can out of a tough situation. And so with the uh, regular season coming to a close, you guys finished ninth in the conference standings, just one spot out of the conference tournament. But like I said, ended the season on, on two high notes with two wins, uh, one against Jamestown and one against Doan. What's the last, you know, week been like with the kind of the roller coaster of emotions watching that Dakota Wesleyan and Hastings game and just kind of seeing where things shook out? Well, you got to really go back to the Dort game, which was almost two weeks ago now. Uh, we got beaten a close game. Um, if you remember, we were down big at half, came storming back in the second half, had a lead late, and and lost a close game in the in the final minute. Um, you know, and and we told the guys after that game, even in the locker room that night, we were going into a weekend bye, um, where we're going to have a few days off, and we've told them basically the only chance we have is we have to win two games next week which is now this past week that you mentioned. Um, and from there, we had to see where the cards fell. We knew at some point we were probably going to need some help. Um, and as that pitcher cleared up a little bit going into last week, I still thought if we went 2-0, we'd have a chance. And so our, our sole focus was obviously getting that first one on Wednesday. And first half against Jamestown was really ugly. I mean, I'm talking ugly basketball from both teams. I think we – combined to shoot 33 percent in the first half and it was 36 to 30 we were down gave up a really dumb three at the buzzer of halftime so it wasn't a great halftime period but you know what our guys did a really good job in that game maybe the best we've done all year of taking halftime adjustments as subtle as they were it wasn't anything crazy executing that at a high level and and winning the game you know we really even from the get-go, we controlled the second half. I think it took us two minutes to take the lead, and we really controlled the second half from there and, and had some big-time performances. You know, Jackson had a really good game, double-double. Jaden was flirting with a triple-double, honestly. I think he had 26, 8, and 7 or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, and, and again, Tony Bonner came off the bench and gave us some huge minutes, especially in the second half. Um, had six offensive rebounds, kept some possessions alive for us. And so that, that was a really good win that we desperately needed. And then, again, after that game, the, the pitcher cleared up a little bit more, and we knew we needed to win Saturday, and, and we needed Dakota Wesleyan to beat Hastings. And, and we told the guys that, and then was just kind of, hey, only thing we can control is, is Saturday, our game. We can't sit here and worry about what's going to happen in that game. It's not going to do us any good because what's going to happen is going to happen. And so we, we put a lot the next two days into getting ready for Doan. And, and Doan's an interesting team to prepare for because, you know, they've struggled this year and they've done a lot of different things, which I think you do when you're struggling. You know, it's like in the month leading up to our game, they played about 10 different offenses, 10 different defenses. And so you don't know what necessarily to prepare for. So we really didn't talk a whole lot about what they do, just making sure we're really good on what, what we're going to do. Um, and guys came out, built a huge first-half lead, extended that in the second half, relinquished it for a little bit, 
But, uh, you know, we made some big plays down the stretch again. You know, Jaden Klein-Hesslink happened a lot the last month, hit a huge shot late in the game, shot clock, hit a deep three. Um, that pretty much sealed the win. Uh, we got really good production from our big guys. Austin Ropeman, I think, had 21, and Tony Bonner had maybe 12. But those guys did a really good job. You know, Doan's not an overly big team, and, and we thought we could really get some, some good offense out of our post players and so those guys played really well and you know so we so we win the game and the emotion of winning a game it, you know it's like nothing else in the world as far as I'm concerned um you know and to that point and I don't know if anybody else did but I did not know anything about the Dakota was on Hastings game and I looked before we went in the locker room one of our man, uh, student coaches brought it up on his phone and I think Hastings was up eight with eight to go or something like that so a lot of time for a lot to happen and uh, so we talked to the guys and you know I told them how proud I was of them for getting the 2-0 and week and, and giving ourselves a chance and then we just kind of held off and we watched the game in the locker room and I mean, you want to talk about a you want to talk about opposite ends of the spectrums when it comes to emotions you get that you know you get the win and then 10-12 minutes later <laughs> you know your season's over and and that's a that's always hard you know this is the third time I've had to do that and I don't think I'm ever going to be fully prepared with what to say and you know it's an emotional time and you got a lot of guys who put in four years and a long five six month season and that's the last time that group's ever going to be a team together and, and that's emotional and and you know reality is we we struggled at times during the year that we were in that situation and it's not one we wanted to be in but tell you what I I was really proud of our guys to even have a chance at it because a month ago we came back from Hastings we were two and 11 in the league we had lost six straight and I mean there was a lot of reasons we could have just given up we could have quit uh, we could have said you know heck with it let's just finish out and move on but then we go on a nice run. You know, we w win three straight games against ranked teams. We finish with a couple wins, and we gave ourselves a chance. And I, I think that speaks volumes about the the character and the resiliency of the guys we have in the program. Yeah, I mean, looking back, and we've talked about those games, but to go, you know, 3-0 and in that stretch against Mount Marty, Morningside, and Dakota Wesley, and after all the struggle in the first half of the conference standing, I mean, it – it would have been real easy for the season to be well over by that point. I mean, you drop one of those, and, and basically we're having the same conversation a week or two ago that, you know, you're out of it. So Yep. Well, and, and to add to that, Matt, I, I think even on a smaller scale, just last Saturday's win can tell you a lot about the group of guys we have, you know, and it's unfortunate situation, but Jackson Lamb, you know, had a, a freak, what I would call probably a one-in-a-million accident. He – cut his hand and and hurt a tendon in his thumb that required surgery um and and wasn't able to play and, and you know there's another reason we could have just said hey that's that's a guy who's an all-american force leading scorer in the league we don't have him and we just had a lot of guys step up in in his absence to give us a chance and so you know it's an unfortunate way for for his career to come to an end you know he's it's no secret what he's meant to our program and what he's done. I think he ended seventh all-time in scoring at Briar Cliff, and that's pretty impressive when you, if you actually just look at that list and see some of the names he's ahead of. 
Um, but he he was big time for us this year. And, you know, it, to win on senior day is always fun too. I think that's that's the right thing to have happen for this group to, to win their last game in the Flanagan Center, not to try to silver line, not making the conference tournament or put a silver lining on it. But, you know, not a lot of teams are going to win their last game of the year. And to go out with that feeling, you know, as much as it's not where we wanted to be, still pretty awesome for those seniors to say they won their last game. It was in the Flanagan Center, and those are guys that all contributed to our team in, in different ways at different points of their careers. Um, you know, we've talked about Jackson a lot, and he's been on the podcast, and, you know, odds are he will be again before this year's over. But, um, you know, Andy Geelan's a guy, you know, never put up the stats or anything like that, but unbelievable teammate, you know, positive leader, and and really gave everything he had to the program these last few years. And then, you know, Austin Ropeman's a guy who technically has a year of eligibility left, but he's he's going to graduate here in May um, and move on. And, uh, you know, he had a great year for us. Averaged just over 10 a game, five rebounds, and I, I thought his – improvement from sophomore to junior year was really impressive and I thought he was a really steady presence for us all year long but he really if you look at the last six weeks of the season I think he played the best basketball that he's ever played and and that's awesome to see when when your time's coming to a close and you know sometimes you have the ability to kick it into a gear you didn't think you had and he did that and I would say the same for Tony Bonner you know he at times he didn't play this year at times he did play I thought the last month he was awesome. He helped us win the Morningside game. He was huge our last three games, um, Dort, Jamestown, and Doan. He really came on and gave us another presence inside. Um, and, and so being a one-year guy, it's hard sometimes to come in when you're not established in the team or program. But he did a really good job of, of just buying into what we were doing. I think the guys really like him. And I, I st still think he had a really good experience here. And then our last seniors, Jared Sikora, you know, who – as we've known and talked about on this podcast, if you're the student coach, you take more crap from me than anybody. And I joked with him after the game, I wasn't sure he was going to make it all the way through the year. And he looked at me and said, yeah, coach, I didn't know if I was either. Um, but he, those guys do such a good job, and they put in so much time and effort you don't ever see doing laundry and getting things ready for games. But, uh, you know, those, those guys as a group to win was awesome. I was really happy for them. Yeah, we haven't had – you know, we had a week – delay of, of not having the podcast which was my fault as many people uh, realized on Twitter but so we haven't had a, a lot of opportunity to talk about some of the individual things that happened here at the end of the year but one you know just a funny Jackson story you know he was approaching the three point record a couple weeks ago and at the bench the scores table we're all kind of watching it and we're all keeping track and making sure that the announcer knows you know what numbers at and everyone's asking and so you know I, it's just something about approaching one of those milestones where I think we talked to Jackson about this where it's easy to get in your own head and and you're not sure if he's forcing things or you know passing up on obvious shots because he doesn't doesn't want to feel like he's forcing something but as soon as he hit that record-breaking three it's like the floodgates open and he was playing Jackson Lane basketball again yeah and and I think you know teams obviously all year long really tried to take away clean looks from from three for Jackson and he still hit 100 threes this year which is down five and eight from the last two years for him but there's another reason for that too but he you know these la the last couple of games he played he was really on from three and that, that was fun to watch because when he gets it going 
there's not a lot of people in the country that can can score in bunches like he can and uh you know I, I was pretty confident he was going to break that record this year and then he did he went through a little lull where he wasn't hitting a bunch um you know and part of it is he did a lot more for us this year than he's ever done you know he didn't just shoot threes he was scoring in the post he was coming off ball screens he was driving getting to the paint um well he also played more minutes than he's ever played and rebounded at a really high level so it there's a lot of reasons why I think it probably took a little longer than than even I thought it might have but uh you know that's pretty good company to beat when you're talking you know more career threes than Clay Harold had you know and so that's something you know Jackson's gonna have for a while I would imagine is that record so then just real quick I wanted to mention about the Jamestown game you were talking about some of the stats but you know you guys had a 61 point half final stats from that game just some of these uh Jaden was 26 7 and 7 uh Jackson was 26 and 10 Austin Roteman was 10 and 7 Bonner was 9 and 7 Friedel was 9 and 8 just incredible team performance in that game gutsy performance against a good good team that's kind of you know middle of the standings I think and a team that came into the season with some expectations so yeah I just you know from my point of view just the way this team played with a lot of guts throughout this year when it would have been easy to roll over you know I think I think some of these guys will, will look back with some what ifs and some what it could have should us but man just watching this if you want to take some positives away there were there were a lot of things that these men should you know keep their heads high about because this was a season that is memorable and in, in maybe ways that are different than the last couple but you know I think this group of guys will look back and, and know that they did something special together even though they might not have the hardware to prove it at the end of the year yeah and I agree with you 100 percent Matt and like I said earlier I, I think that just speaks to the character um, the resiliency of the guys in the program I think it really speaks to the culture that our players have built in the program and you know win or lose there's a certain standard and expectation we have to play with and compete with and the fact that our guys kept doing that like I said especially this last month um, I think it really speaks to that and you know you mentioned what ifs and I I don't think I don't think unless you win a national championship you don't have a lot of what ifs you know because three years now that I've been the head coach you know this season didn't end like the other two did you know, and I had a lot of what ifs about those two years too, and that's just that's part of that's human nature, you know, because I could probably pinpoint five possessions that change the outcomes of five games, and all of a sudden we're having a different talk right now, and you know, but it doesn't do you any good either, you know. So, so I'm what I'm going to take away, and I'll remember about this team is just the toughness and resiliency they played with, and and how they stuck together, you know, and and honestly how they stuck with me, because I'm not always that pleasant to be around when we lose games. And I think our guys would certainly agree with that. But as we made some changes down the stretch and, you know, a couple couple big ones, you know, guys just bought into it and then executed what we needed to do, and it and it gave us a chance. And that that's something that I'm going to remember about this group forever. So we'll have an opportunity to talk a little more about this team, and then obviously we'll in the coming weeks we'll talk more about, you know, looking at offseason and those sorts of things. But, you know, I think for now what we'll do is – we're going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about, you know, how things shook out with the conference, some of the individual uh, accolades that get handed out at the conference level, and then we'll talk about some other things. We'll have a chance to get back on track with listener questions and the and uh, life rules and uh, starting fives, those sorts of things. So uh, for now, we're going to leave it at that. 
coach. You know, it's, it's unfortunately there's not more games to talk about this season, but it was it was truly a pleasure watching this group of guys, you know, grow up and and uh, come together as a team. And and like I said, this will be a memorable season for a lot of different reasons. Yep, no doubt about it. Appreciate all you do for us, Matt. All right, so with that, we will be back in two weeks. We appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. Go Chargers.